In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous how to discern God's voice. Guys, there are a lot of voices out there. How do you know when you are actually hearing the voice of God and didn't have too much pizza? It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. I'm Jim Ramos, your host of Spotify's number one podcast for Christian men. We're helping you not only survive that stress bubble of life while you're raising your family, but thrive through that bubble and beyond. So I'm your guide and your host for the show, and I'm super excited to be with you guys today. Hey guys, we are in part two of our Effective Prayer of a Righteous Man series, and I'm super excited about this series, and I'm super excited today about our title, which is How to Discern God's Voice. Guys, there are a lot of voices out there. How do you know when you are actually hearing the voice of God and didn't have uh, too much pizza before bed. You know what I mean? And so this uh, series is based off James 5.16. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. You know, 20 years ago or so, I worked with a pastor, and uh, we were talking about how we communicate with people. And he boasted to me that he speaks to his wife the same way he speaks to other people. And he said, my wife even said, yeah, you talk to me like you talk to everybody else. And he was so proud of that fact, you know, that, man, I don't change for anybody. I thought, man, that's, that is sad. Because I'm going to tell you something. I talk to my wife differently than I talk to anybody else on the planet. And you do not want me to talk to you the way I talk to my wife. If so, you would be saved in my phone as babe of all babes. I would call you sweetie, honey, darling. I'd give you a little pat on the butt whenever you walk by. You do not want me to talk to you the way I talk to my wife. It would be so awkward. And you know what? I talk to people differently based on the relationship I have with them, based on my friendship with them, based on the role they are in my life. There are so many so many determinants that re- regulate how I speak to somebody. Our relationships are all different, and if we're going to put all of our relationship into the same vanilla category, that is sad and pathetic. And so what I want to talk to you guys about now is something so important, so I really want you to listen up. How do you relate to God? So in the real world, when you interact with me, I tend to suck the oxygen out of the room. I tend to be loud. I tend to be overly confident. I tend to speak over people, and it's, a, it's a something I'm not proud of. 
I'm an extrovert. But when it comes to my relationship with God, it's much different. If you were to walk into my prayer room when, I, when I'm in the middle of prayer, man, the room is dark. I am small. I am silent. I am quiet. I have my yellow notepad and I'm writing and I'm listening. I am solemn. I speak more. I, I, I'm solemn. I listen more than I talk. I reflect more than I react. Completely different than I am in public because when I'm in prayer, I'm sitting at the throne of the God who created me. And the reality of that truth alters everything. It is a relationship like no other relationship I have. And so we all have a different relationship with God. Your relationship with God is different than my relationship with God. But there are several things that are so important that we need to sift out in order to discern whether or not we're actually hearing God's voice. I love 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. Speaking to Elijah, the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. You see, God wasn't in the fire. God wasn't in the wind. God wasn't in the earthquake. God was in the gentle whisper. You know, the Bible says that in Jeremiah 29, 13, that if you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me. We have this demented, uh, heretical view that God is desperate for us and that God is screaming at us. We just need to like stop. No, God, no, you need to pursue God. You need to seek after God. Um, In Philippians chapter three, and I think it's verses... 8 and 12 or 12 to 14, Paul says, forgetting what is behind, I press on towards the goal. And that press on, that word in the Greek is the word dioko. It literally means to hunt or pursue as in, a, as in pursuing game. Or it also can mean to race or chase somebody like in a race, a race. God has wired us to pursue him before all things. And if we pursue him with all of our heart, he will let us catch up with him. He plays a little game with us. How bad do you want it? He wants us to pursue him. He wants us to put him first above all other things. Exodus chapter 20 says that God is a jealous God, which means he is passionate about us making him number one. So when I am listening to God, remember the the four prerequisites from last week to listening to God are uh, the heart of a champion, the eyes of a hunter, the pencil of a sharpshooter, the ears of the hunted. So if I have those four things in place, then I have to find ways to determine when I do hear God's voice, whether it is God's voice or if it's some other voice, because a lot of times God's voice comes through other people. So I have to discern, is this something that God is really speaking to my heart through this person? How do I know that? So here's here are some ways that I use, or four ways, so we had four prerequisites, and then here are four ways that I use, this is me personally, to discern God's voice. Here's the first one. Love. In other words, more love, less condemnation. So Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up in him who is the head, that is Christ. So for me, 
if the conduit is not a conduit through love, then I have to say, okay, is this, is this from God or is this, is this not from God? Like my kids are at the point now in age where they're calling me out all the time. They're, you know, they're 24, 26, 28. So they're going, like, Hey dad, that thing you've been doing all your life. Like we were elk hunting last week and James was confronting me about how poor I listen. And I received it because he loves me and I know that it's a problem. So I was like, okay. So I took that and I go, okay, this God could be you speaking through my son to help me to be a better listener to those in my family. And so love is a critical factor when I'm determining whether or not the conduit that has been delivered to me is actually the voice of God. So that's the first one. Second one is Bible. More of God's truth, less of mine. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm going to tell you something. I am I'm so tired of people telling me, this is my truth. Um, I have a friend in Wyoming who says, everyone is entitled to their opinion. And when I, whenever I say the word, the phrase, it's my truth, all that is is that is my opinion. My opinion. Now, my opinion may matter to some people, but my opinion in the context of God's truth is nothing. It pales. Pales in comparison. You know, Jesus in John uh, 14, verse 6, he said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father through me. Jesus is the truth. You know, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All scriptures God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Verse 17, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So I had a guy approach me several years ago and he says, Hey, um, God told me to divorce my wife. And I said, No, no, he didn't. He goes, What do you mean? I go, God did not tell you to divorce your wife. He said, Well, how? How can you say that to me? I'm offended. I go, well, because the Bible says God hates divorce. God would never tell you to divorce your wife because God hates divorce. I had another guy tell me several years ago, he was a, a, a young man who, who chose the homosexual lifestyle. And he said, I said, tell me how that happened. Like, how'd that play out? He goes, you know, I was, I was at a concert and I was really wrestling with stuff. And God just said, just be who you are. Just be who you are. So I decided I'm a homosexual. And I just I told him I disagree with you, man, because God's not going to tell you to be something that completely is antithesis to His Word. The Word of God completely opposes a homosexual lifestyle, so God will never would never tell you that. And I I love this young man and and stay in contact, but um, but he was wrong because the Word of God says he was wrong. So for me, if the Bible says it, that settles it. So God is not interested in my truth; He's interested in His truth, and His truth is worthy to be reckoned with. The third thing is saints, 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 more of Jesus, less of me, more of Jesus, less of me. In other words, what am I hearing from somebody else? So God will often speak to me through other people, right? And so as those people come to me, I have to discern, is this them speaking through the, the, the mouth of Jesus are they speaking truths of Jesus? Are they speaking um, things that I need to hear in Jesus? And this, ha- I'll tell you a story. So several years ago, we had just launched Men in the Arena. I was stressed out. Our house was going into foreclosure. We weren't, the money wasn't coming in to support the ministry. Remember, nonprofit ministry were like mostly donor supported. That's not a hint. I'm just giving you a fact there. So, and I had three guys in one week came to me, three different guys, all Christian men. They said, man, Jim's been, God's been speaking to me. 
about a one verse. And I, I'm like, I said, what is that verse? And they all said the same verse. Oh, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. You know, my burden is easy and my yoke is light. All three guys in one week shared a verse that God had been speaking to them about. And so I took that as, okay, God, I'm going to start praying that prayer. And so I did. I started praying Matthew 11, 28 to 30 to God, saying, God, you say in your word, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my burden is easy, my yoke is light. And then I'm, I was thinking also of 1 Peter 5, 7, that says, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. So these verses, I said, God, if this is true, it's your burden, you carry it. You've called me, but I need you to carry this burden. And it was so freeing to watch God do miracle after miracle. But it was because of three saints, three guys that God had spoke to and God had used them to speak to me. And so that I discern that. And I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, um, one of the prayers I've prayed over people more than any other prayer is Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious for anything, but in all things, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God, and the God of peace who transcends all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because a lot of times when I'm praying with people, I'm praying with people who are stressed out. So I pray the Bible in their life so they receive God's message to their hearts from another saint that says, hey man, you need to give this to Jesus. You need to give this to get another verse I pray over people all the time is James 1:5. It's a prayer for wisdom because a lot of people come to me and they need God's wisdom. And so I speak God's wisdom in their heart. I pray it over them, and then they could receive that as the as the voice of God because I'm praying God's word, I'm speaking God's truth, I'm doing it in love, and I'm doing it to meet a certain need they're having in their lives. So I take it very seriously when a saint, which is a saint is defined as another believer, comes to me with biblical truth and in love and shares something with me that may or may not be the voice of God, but it's up to me to determine that. The fourth thing, and the fourth way to hear God's voice, is I hear God's voice through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to me. I spend an hour every day filling up this page of things that I think God has spoken to me. Most of them aren't profound. Some of them are profound. Every great idea we've ever had has been very, very profound and usually started on this yellow note paper. So I'm listening to God's voice, right? I've got the eyes of a hunter. I've got the pencil of a sharpshooter. I've got the ears of the hunted. I, hopefully I have a heart of a champion. And I'm, I'm, I'm writing down these things the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. I really, that's really, really important for me. You know, God gave me two ears and one mouth, so I should listen more than I speak to him. Ecclesiastes 5, 5 2 says, God is in heaven and you are on earth, so let your words be few. And in Matthew 6, chapter 7, which we're going to talk about this in two weeks, and when you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans. They do, don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And so, guys, gals, whoever's listening to this, man, if you really are serious about your relationship with God, don't go into prayer without something that you can write on, something that you can put the thoughts of God on paper. It is You will be transformed when you realize how much God actually speaks to you. So, 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 here, so when I think I hear God's voice, I, I've written it on paper, and I'm going, okay, I think I heard God's voice here. How do I discern? Like, here's a thought. How do I discern whether... I had too much pizza, you know, I had too big of a lunch, you know, maybe I should have had that salad, maybe I shouldn't have had that burger with fries with ranch dressing, you know, and I've got a little upset stomach. How do you know when what you have heard is actually from God, right? So I have, I have four ways I determine that. Really simple. Will this glorify God? So if God tells me to divorce my wife, that's not going to glorify God, right? And if God tells me to live a homosexual lifestyle, that doesn't glorify God. So will this, if God tells me to go 
flip off that guy who ran in front of me on a stop sign? Is that glorifying God? No. So I have to go, will this thing that God has said to me, will it, here's an example. I've got, uh, there's, there's two, two little gals in Wyoming, two little, little, they're, they're daughters of a real, real dear couple that's very, very close to me. And so whenever I go over there, I, I love these two little girls, just little, sweet little girls. I think they're like, I don't know, six and nine or something like that. So whenever I'm over there, I, I hang out with them and talk to them and, and I'll send them a video. So this morning I was praying and I felt like God said, send the girls a video. I'm like, okay. So it's just, I, I send it to their parents' phone so it's not creeping. I go, hi, girls. This is Jim. Just thinking about you. Have a great day. Love Jesus. Obey your parents. Stupid, stupid, easy stuff. So will that glorify God? Yes. Okay. Number two, will it edify others? I think those girls will love seeing that video. I think their parents are thinking, you're going to think it's awesome that I sent them a video about obeying their parents and living for Jesus. So yes, it will edify others. Number three, will it magnify the scriptures? Well, Jesus said, love the little children. And here's some random uh, guy who's in, whose parents are involved in my ministry, and I'm reaching out to their children through their phones, so it's not inappropriate. Yeah, I think it does magnify the scriptures to really elevate the little children and to really put them on a platform. And number four is, will it intensify my relationship with God? Well, yeah, because I'm doing something that's taking time. It's out of the norm for me. It's something I wouldn't, I don't wake up in the morning going, hey, can I send some children a video? No. Uh, but you know, it's kind of creepy when you think about it. But when, when in the context, yes, it does intensify my relationship with Jesus because it's calling me to do something beyond what I normally do, and it's getting me out of my routine. So the four ways I discern what I've heard uh, the voice of God, or if I just heard it in my head, is will it glorify God? Will it edify others? Will it magnify the scriptures? And will it intensify my relationship with God? So I hope this helps today, guys, on your journey. Next week, you're going to hear a really cool method that I use to pray. Uh, this has been this has been such a fun method to use. I've preached on this method, and you're going to be so excited next week when you hear this. It's going to really, I think it's really going to help a lot of you guys. So make sure you tune in. Uh, but guys, until next time, make sure you head on over to our website, manarena.org. Grab your free copy of my book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters, and make sure that if you haven't done it yet, you click the Join Our Program button and sign up for one of our many virtual teams that happen all around the country. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. Listen to God. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be the Men in the Arena podcast, join thousands of men from around the world. Then join thousands of men from around the world. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic. Make sure to explore our website at benintheArena.org. Take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Everyone wins. When a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.